Welcome to an edition of the Athlete Diaries. We're bringing you our one-on-one -on -one format today. We're with my boy, Jeff Jones. We call him Juice. Now, if we I got to say, when we had the idea to do this podcast, his name was one of the first ones to come up. He is a great energy guy. He has a great stories. Uh, you're going to learn a lot from him. Um, without getting too deep into the story, one of the biggest stories that I have of him, like truthfully, if I'm being honest, I think one of my first memories of him was before I was even on his team, I came for spring ball for a visit, and he had a situation back home with his family, and it was, and he still showed up for spring ball, and and it it was just it was just crazy to to see someone handle such a responsibility like that, the way he did as a man at, a, at an age like that. And we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into more cheerful stories as well. We're gonna get into a lot of things. So my boy, Jeff Jones. My man. Hey, I appreciate you for having me, bro. Well, it's been a long time. We've been trying to get this done for a minute. For a minute. Yep. Busy man, he's a busy <laughs> dude, but he's a busy man. You know what I'm saying? He's got a lot of things going on, coaching. Yep. Uh, going to grad school, grad teaching. School, teaching, yeah. How's all that going for you? Going good, man. Uh, you know, a lot on my plate right now, uh, especially for the summertime. Yeah. You know, that's the one perk, they say, of being a teacher having your summers off. But I've stacked it to the point where that's really not the case currently. Uh, you know, I teach summer school, uh, which has been going great. Yeah. Uh, doing graduate school, you know, got some summer courses going on. Uh, then doing the football, you know, the football right. tip. So it's a lot going on at once. Still trying to make time for family and friends, you know, back home, etc. So it's been a lot, but it's you know I'm taking yes, it all in stride though. Yes, sir, for sure. I already know you are. Yeah. Yeah. Still smiling, doing all that. Always, sure. bro. For Always sure. got to. Um, but it's crazy to hear you say uh, the perks of being a teacher is getting the summers off. So my question, because Brandon and I were kind of talking about this earlier, is I, we feel like our generation struggles with, uh, like for like example, the saying of. If you can get $10 today or $12 tomorrow, a lot of people are going to take the $10 today. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And it sounds like you are deciding to not get the free summers now. Yeah. So you can have them later on. So I can have them later on. Right. Yeah, you know, right now, you know, I'm single. No yeah. kids. Yeah. So I'm going to max it out. Right. Well, you know, yeah. I'm going to max out my, you know, productivity. Right. You know, in, in a... You know, in this sense, while I can, right? You know, because my thing is, why you know, sit around and do relatively nothing, right? When I could, you know, put my hands into multiple things while I got the time to, while, the time. while right. I got the time, you know, right. graduate school is tough for parents, right? You know, it's tough regardless, but it's extra tough when you, you know, you're a parent, right? Um, you know, that's a tough thing to do, and then summer school wise. I'm lucky enough to not be burnout. Right. I know that a lot of teachers yeah. like having their summers off because they are burnout, and rightfully so, because right. it's tough. Right. You know, it's strenuous. I'm lucky to not have gotten there yet. I hope I never get there, no right. lie, but yeah. I haven't, definitely I'm not even close. So I enjoy doing it, so why not tap in? Right, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, why not tap sure. in, bro? So what made you choose to be a teacher? Man, I really wanted to be a teacher since I was literally a kid. Okay. Because I had amazing teachers oh, yeah. growing up. Yeah. I mean, literally K through 12. You know, I had a couple duds in there, but overall I had some amazing teachers. And I really just loved being at school, man. 
loved being in school, learning, being around people all the time, and you know, just, I don't know, just soaking in that information and you know, the way that they, you know, teachers are so nurturing, they look after you outside of the home type deal. And I'm like, man, I wanna do that. Right. You know, and then, you know, as you got a little older, and you know, being in middle school, which you know is what I teach now, you're going through a lot of changes. Yeah. Physically, mentally, yeah. spiritually. I mean, these are 12, 13, 14 year olds. They're going through a lot. They're thinking about a lot of stuff. For sure. And um, when I was in their age, you know, I had some of my best teachers in my, you know, academic career that really did a lot for me and for my, you know, my homies that were around me. Yeah. Um, so you know, that kind of solidified it for me, man. I came into Moorhead State. And I was I was education track right off the rip. I knew that's what I was gonna yeah. do. Initially, I thought it was gonna be elementary. Okay. I found out real fast that like, you know, the younger kids, that's just not for me. Yeah. You know, and I salute any yeah. elementary yeah. teacher out there. That can do it. Yeah, that's just not me. Definitely. But, you know, I went into middle school and it fit like a glove, man. Yeah. Fit like a glove. I love it. Okay. I love it, bro. I really do. So that um, I was reading something the other day. My so I have a friend from Alabama who's a teacher. And okay. He's um, uh, he's black, and he was uh, talking Still. about yeah the the small amount of black male teachers there are. And you are we're in a town. You're in a town where there's not a lot of black at all. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So how does that? How's that going? For, like you know what I'm saying? How does that influence how you go about your? You know what I'm saying? Like how does that impact you? It uh. It's very complex. Yeah. It's complex because, A, mainly, I know that I'm giving exposure to the, to the you know, the students, of course, and their families at home. I'm giving them exposure to something that I'm sure they probably never had right. before. Yeah. Uh, being, you know, a person of color, being in this position of teaching them. Um, also, you know, I'm not from a rural community. Okay. Yeah. You have people of color that live around here. Mm-hmm. So it's still a little different though. It's a different feel coming from me yeah. being from more of a city environment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the way I walk and talk is different than what they'd be used to, right. even if it's a color right. similarity. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm with you because they're going to be more. Yeah, a little bit more country, right? Perceptive to certain things. That's not me. That's not who I am at all. And it's not me being extra or making everything dramatic. You know, I just, I am who I am. It's different. Now, I will say that, you know, on the flip side, the other side of the coin, I've been grateful to be in this community because it's made me as a human being more well-rounded. Okay. When I got here to Moorhead, Kentucky, you know, I was young, bro. I mean, I came here, what, summer 2013? I was 18 years old. I thought in my head, you know, white people don't have it bad. Yeah. Mind you, I'm mixed. Right. Mind you, I'm mixed. You know what I mean? I'm thinking to myself, like, man, white people, they ain't really got it bad, like, you know, like, like black folks do. Right. Then, you living out here, you know, in Appalachia, which a lot of people don't know, I mean, this is the poorest region in the country. Yeah. Eastern Kentucky, West Virginia, this belt that we in, Appalachian Mountains, this is it, bro. Yeah. This is impoverished area to the max. Yeah, for sure. And you don't know that until you come out you here. You don't know unless yeah. you come out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? You for literally sure. wouldn't. It's crazy some of the stuff I've seen, yeah. bro. Going on home visits for the kids, 
Or, you know, my principal one time just took me on a drive. We just went on a drive, like three and a half hours. Yeah. Like, man, I just want you to see what it's like. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like some of the stuff I've seen out here, bro, I yeah. would you never would see it even in the trenches in the city. You know what I mean? Just the drugs and the just the, the homelessness. Yeah. It's crazy. So for me to be out here and experience it as a teacher, because now I'm dealing with these kids that maybe are homeless. I'm yeah. dealing with these kids that are products of, of uh drugged out parents. It makes you more well rounded. Yeah, for sure. Completely debunks the theory that I ever had when I first got here. Yeah. Completely sure. debunked it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, the problems are still different. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to sit on here and say, you know, that white folks have it just as bad as black folks. I'm not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. We, you know, different topic, different mm -hmm. day. Yeah. But some white folks got it bad. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. For definitely. sure. So it's made me more well-rounded, more perceptive to just any and everybody around me having struggles, for sure. Okay. No question, bro. No question. But, you know, back to the original topic of being a colored educator, man, we need more, black students need more educators that look like them. Hispanic students need more educators that look like them. Yeah. That matters. The representation matters. You're more likely to, to, you know, be receptive to somebody that looks like you, that talks like you, right off the rip. Right off the rip, bro. Sure. Some of the, you know, some of our most ill-behaved kids when I arrived here were our kids of color. In my class, no smoke for me. None. No problems. Yeah, and I know immediately why that is. Yeah. I know why. Yeah. It's because I look like you. Yeah. I look like your uncle, like your dad. For sure. It, that's it. That's it. You tired of seeing the same faces every day and knowing like your face doesn't look like the other faces. Yeah. So okay. now you finally see one. And right. you're like, man. Yeah. Like it exists. It exists. And I'm coming from a community, and I come, you know, from Columbus. Bro, growing up, I had three black principals. I had two black superintendents. That's that's rare. Yeah. That's rare. So not just black teachers, but I had black administrators that was like really the higher ups. Yeah. And my superintendent that was black was a black woman. So that's like double whammy. Wow. So for me, it ain't nothing. It was nothing for me to go in a classroom and have a black teacher. Right. Which goes back to earlier, another inspiration for me. I knew I could do it because I see it all the time. Yeah. I never thought like, oh, man, I can't really. Yeah, you can. You can be black and be a teacher. No, no. But it's it's a, it's a you know, it's a gap, though, still. I, I That was a rarity for my community to be like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because overall, like your man said, there's not a lot of black educators out here. Yeah. It's a heavy push to try to get them involved because we need them. Need them. Because you're struggling groups academically on a large scale. Yeah are your students of color. Yeah. And if you really dive into it, you really like research it, African-American students struggle the most. Yeah. They succeed the least yeah. out of minority students and then white students. African-Americans are last. Yeah. They have the lowest representation of educators. It goes almost hand in hand, bro. Yeah. Almost hand in hand. That. Yeah, I agree with that. And that kind of brings me to a stance that I've kind of taken on like the black community in general. It's like, as much as we want to blame, like, white people or whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm not going to stand on whether it's right or wrong or whatever. This is where I stand. And the black community, we lack education. Yes. I We lack 
sense of leadership. Yes. We idolize the wrong people. We glorify the wrong things. Yes. Um, and I think a lack of black males in our community is a high cause of that. So when I see black teachers like yourself, like fire, like this is amazing. You know I what I'm saying? It, bro. Amazing. Because that is what we need for sure. more of. No question. Like a lot more of. Absolutely. So like to hear like your hometown. So I'm. We're gonna start. We're gonna have to get into this more because I'm curious now. Like you, how you grew up. Um, you know, those, we ask these questions anyways. But I'm even more curious now. So like you grew up in Ohio. Yes. Uh, where in Ohio? So, for folks you know that know that really from Central Ohio, I'm from what they, what is Reynoldsburg, Ohio. Okay. So Reynoldsburg is a suburb within Central Ohio, okay. but it is right next to Columbus. All right, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's right there. It's right there. I mean, literally, folks that live across the street from me go to Columbus Public City Schools. On my side of the street, we go to Reynoldsburg City Schools. Okay. So, like, I tell people I'm from Columbus if they don't know the lingo. Right. But, like, if I'm talking to people that's from Central Ohio, and they're like, where are you from? I would say Reynoldsburg, Ohio. Okay. But it says Central Ohio. It's right there. Okay. Now, is Columbus different from Reynoldsburg? Oh, is it? Okay. no question. No question. Yeah. Like, Reynoldsburg... Is it's a suburb at the end of the day. Yeah. It's a suburb. Now it's one of the more diverse suburbs, and it's kind of cut in half. You have a lower end of it, and then like a higher end of it. Mm -hmm. I stayed on like the lower end. We was right, right by Columbus Public, which is you know inner city trenches. Yeah. So, but there is a difference for sure. Definitely a difference. Definitely okay. a difference. Okay. Um, like diverse wise, money wise. Like, what is the biggest difference, you would say? You know, where I grew up, you had people that had, you know, more money. Yeah. Top to bottom, more money than if you lived in just, like, Columbus Public City area. Okay. Diversity-wise, when we first moved there, we moved there when I was, like, six years old. It was pretty white. Had some black folks, but relatively kind of white. Okay. But, like... Boom, boom, boom. As the years is progressing, I mean, by the time I'm graduating high school, there were two high schools in just Reynoldsburg alone, that suburb, two high schools. One of them was majority white for the most part, and the other one, the school that was in my specific neighborhood that I went to, was pretty much predominantly black. Okay. So, very diverse area. Yeah. Very diverse. Um, You know, but at the end, it's still suburban, though. Yeah. It's still suburban, though. You saw a lot of, like, the influx of, like, um, more color coming in, they opened their borders and, and built uh, apartment complexes that were open to Section 8. Mm, yeah, so then you had a lot of Columbus traffic coming yeah. right up the road, right over there. Yeah. So, you know, it went from there. Okay. You know, but I'm not out of touch. I was never out of touch with Columbus itself because, yeah. like, my grandparents on mm. both sides of my family live in Columbus. Yeah. So, I mean, we over there, we out and about in the neighborhoods, etc. I mean, like, yeah. I know folks really, really yeah. tied in in the city. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, not famous or nothing in Columbus, but I know a lot of people that live all around the city. Yeah. It's not one of those ones where it's like, I'm out here capping and I'm just a suburban kid that's yeah. not really tapping. Like, no, nah, like, I don't really know folks in the city. Like, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's... No, would you, yeah. You feel what I'm yeah, saying? I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, so... For sure. For sure. Um, so, how did you get into football? So... I was actually forced. So I started when I was four. Four years old, bro, playing Little League. Okay. And typical four-year-old, didn't know what was going on, running around, not yeah. paying attention. Yeah. Cool. So we kind of 
let that be that, gave it up. We came back the next year, though, when I was five. My pops asked me, you want to play football? Yeah, sure. I'm thinking I'm going to be able to throw and run the ball. Yeah, no. Even though I'm chubbiest, I'm chubbiest hell off the rip. No way. You red strike on the back of your helmet day one. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. Man, got out there and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> but my pops was on that tight time like, you ain't quitting. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm like, all right. And I realized quick, like, you better become nice. Yeah. Because he was just hardcore football dad. Yeah. So I'm like, either you about to be nice and life going to be slow yeah. or you're going to be butt. And your dad will terrorize you for years. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. we just started playing from age of five all the way up, bro. All the way up. So, I mean, by the time I left Moorhead, by the time my last season was fall 2017, I was 23 years old. Mm. I started playing football when I was four. I played that game for 19 mm. years. Yeah. I have played football longer than my team. some of my teammates have been alive. Yeah. That's crazy, That's bro. Insane. That's a lot of football. A lot. That is a lot. How does your body feel? That's a, hey, <laughs> yes, sir. Especially yes. being in the trenches, too. Uh, different. Different, bro. I mean, I didn't have a back, I didn't have back surgery. You know. Outside of that, though, I broke my ankle twice when I was a kid. Like, outside of that, though, you know, I'm holding up okay. We can have back surgery. I had back surgery in 2015. 14. 2014. So that was a couple years before you had got there. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Dang. Came into Moorhead, power lifting. Ain't no, didn't know what I was doing. Okay, yeah. Power cleaning. Yeah. Put a bunch of weight on the bar. I ain't about to be the only freshman that doesn't power clean. Right. Even though I knew nothing about that lift. Yeah. Man, did a rep. Bend my back back all crazy. Shrugged it off. Next thing you know, I done herniated my disc. Played that whole, my whole true freshman season. You know, I was red-shirted, of course, but yeah. still practiced every rep, etc. Herniated disc. I just didn't want to say anything. What? Didn't want to say nothing, bro. And then it just hit me. One day I woke up, and I'm just like, yo, I can't stand up. Yeah. Can't stand up straight. So, yeah, ended up getting surgery. What? Yeah. So, then 2014 season, I'm sitting out. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not even playing. Just straight rehab. I'm talking, we doing squats with no weight. Just a bar. I mean, we had to start from the bare bottom. Bare bottom, bro. Bare bottom. Did you miss that next fall? Or did you get to play? So I missed fall 2014, yeah. which was my redshirt freshman. Yeah. And then 2015, my redshirt sophomore, that's when I was back. Okay. Yep. Okay. And I mean, we hit it OT. Yeah. I mean, I had to put in crazy work, bro. Yeah. So to even, and I actually got, I got reps 2015. So to come back from that, I mean, I was amped up. Most definitely. You know, in the two y'all's most recent season, yeah. you know, 2015 was, was the best year that we had had, seven and four, you know, seven and four. Yeah. So I was geeked to be out there doing that. For sure. Come back from all that, man. So, yeah. So, for yeah, sure. bro. You know, it's better being retired now. Body feel a lot better. Oh, yeah, for sure. Feel for sure. So. so that kind of leads us into my next question, and it's a question we ask on every episode. And it's probably, it's not, I'm not going to say it's my favorite question because that kind of sounds bad, but it's like truly the question behind what started all of this. Okay. And the question is, what is one of the hardest things you've been through in your life? And what did you do to mentally pull yourself out of it? The steps you took to get through that, to persevere through those dark times and hard times. I got you. So. You take, you take your time, friend. You take your time. Yeah. So. Hardest time in my life, hardest experience, is losing my father. Right. 
you know, April 2016. That was right around when the story that you said in the introduction, which yeah. I didn't know, yeah. didn't know that, yeah. that you was around for all that. Didn't yeah. realize you was at that spring game, but lost him in April 2016. And it was unexpected. Like he had chronic kidney disease, mm. very common in black families. Right. Had chronic kidney disease, but it's got stages to it though. Okay. Stage one, two, three, four. Stage four is terminal. Mm. So we didn't, my family and I, we didn't know any of this. Mm. Luckily, you know, I say luckily, but my mom was, you know, my dad had asked my mom to get something out of like, you know, his book bag. He carried like a book bag to work. She getting something out the book bag and all these, you know, letters come out. And it's like, you know, Ohio State Medical Center, Ohio State Medical Center. And, you know, she did. I mean, got kind of nosy. She looked. He's at stage four. That's mm. terminal. Mm. Terminal. So she approaches him about it. They have a conversation. They tell us. He tell us in January 2016 that he's got this disease, X, Y, Z. We're trying to plot the steps on how to go about this. Three months later, gone. That quick. Gone. So he knew. Yeah. Yeah, he knew. He knew. He just didn't want to tell you. He just didn't want to say nothing, bro. He didn't want to say nothing. Didn't want to go through any of the steps that we could have possibly done and maybe help it. Dialysis, you know, kidney transplant. Just didn't want to, just hard-headed. Which some people are hard-headed when it comes to the medical tip. They don't want to go to doctors. They don't want to be pricked and poked. So that was a gut punch. Because it's unexpected. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's unexpected, bro. And it just tore me up, man. Because, like, I'm a happy dude, energetic guy. And, like, he was one of the motors for that. Yeah. And now you you gone. And it, it just in the blink of an eye. And it just hit me like, damn. Like, you know, man-wise, yeah. it's on me. Yeah. It's on me. You know, I got a little sister. And I got my mom, you know, and I got my big brother. There's a, there was a, you know, an unfortunate family situation where like my big brother and my father's mom mm. had beef. Yeah. So for years, my big brother and I were not that close. We're split. Yeah. Not seeing each That's other. Terrible. Totally out of our control. Yeah. Terrible. Adults. Yeah. Making it worse, and they don't even realize. Yeah. Terrible. So there's that. So at the time. Yeah. It's just me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, to get through that, bro, I mean, I think about it a lot, man. I think about it all the time. I just leaned on the people around me. I, I really did. People say that. I don't, I don't know if they really. That's a hard concept to really put into words, man. For sure. I just try to, I don't want to say carry on like normal mm-hmm. as if it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. It, I mean, you lost your dad. Yeah. But you got to keep rocking. Bro. Right. Life keeps going. Life, it does. And yeah. that's the weird part. I hate it. I hate saying that. Yeah. Life goes on. Yeah. But. And it's the truest fact of them all. But it's it's real though. Yeah. It does. It keeps going. And, you know, I just, I sometimes feel like I didn't even fully, I feel like sometimes I didn't even fully grieve that. Yeah. Like how I should have. Because even now, we six years in, and sometimes, bro, you just wake up one day and just, bloop, you're crying, bro. You're crying, you can't stop. Yeah. You can't stop. You was like, yo. Like, where did I go from? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. And it just hit you like, you, had, you didn't handle it. Like, you didn't handle it how you needed to. But, you know, 
I just leaned on the people around me and uh, just started being thankful for everything. Yeah. Everything, bro. Anytime I got to be around my mom, my sister, my homies, I embraced that. I embraced that because it's like, it really, this could end yeah. at any time. Yeah. At any time. And you just gotta, you gotta, you know, show love and, and surround yourself with that, you know. And luckily, I had people around me that love me. Yeah. A lot of people, you know. And sometimes you don't realize that until a disaster unfolds. Like yeah. It really hit me like, yo, I really got a lot of folks that love me, man. You know. And luckily, I was playing ball at the time. You know, connected to your story. I mean, he passed away on a Tuesday. Right. I'm back in Moorhead yeah. that Saturday to yeah. play in the spring right. game because I'm like, I got to do something. Yeah. I got to do something. We're sitting around in this house all day. Folks crying. They upset. X, Y, and Z. I'm like, man, I got to get a release, bro. I got to get a release. Back to Moorhead. Let's play the spring game. Yeah. Let's hop around, have fun just yeah. for a minute. And that was not only just for you, your mom. Oh, yeah, my mom was down there. Yeah, my sister came down there. Yeah. Just us, like yeah. our close family. Yeah. We're like, we going to get away for yeah, a minute. We're going to get away. Yeah. You needed that, bro. Needed that. And for that little while during the game, I didn't even think about that, bro. I wasn't even thinking, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that, bro. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. So that was a tough experience, man. But, you know, he was a great dad. And I'm not going to say he prepared me for him leaving, right? But he kind of did, though. Yeah, kind of sure. did. Like that's supposed to, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, man. You know, I'm grateful for the times we shared. Where it makes me upset, I start thinking, I'm like, man, I'm getting older. Like when I become a dad, man, I love to have my dad there. Yeah. When mm -hmm. I get married, I love to have my dad there. Yeah. You have trouble about something, you want to call him up. Hey, dad. Well, let's go. To, let's go watch some. Let's get some wings and get a beer or something. Yeah. Never never got to do none of that, bro. Yeah. Never got to do none of that. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's a lot of times you're going to miss out on, bro. Yeah. You feel me? I mean, my sister, she was 16 at the time. I think about that, too. Yeah. She done missed out more than I had. Sure. You know? My brother, he older than both of us. He missed out on a lot yeah. because of this family beef that's going on. Yeah. So and at the end of the day, it's kind of like, yeah, now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we can't. can't All we can do now. Keep closer. With what you got, bro. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So it just, it broke me, but it made me at the same time, bro. Yeah. It broke me, but it made me. I promise you it did, bro. So that's worst experience. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But learn from it, though. Most definitely. Learn from it. And it shows in your way. So, like, I kind of, maybe I'm reaching, but kind of what the way you how you're going about your summer classes now because you say you don't know if this could is so i gotta do it right now you gotta be active right now yeah. you gotta be active bro yeah. you want to max out just max it out yeah max it out man why not why not yeah why not do what you love to do enjoy it. enjoy it you know what i mean enjoy the process of yeah. keep trying to grow you know so and that's not even just on the fun stuff too or the easy stuff like that's the hard stuff push hard yourself stuff. to your limits figure out you know what i'm saying where your limits are like that's why i like when i get tired like sleepy and i know i got stuff to do i'll purposely probably make myself more sleepy and really push myself like, yeah yeah i might make it harder on myself like, i get told like jacob you take the hard way out it's like yeah i think i started to like that because life is hard hard. Bro. hard life is hard 
So you go through it being comfy all the time, thinking shit all hunky-dory fun. That ain't it. And that's not real life. It's not that's real, real life, life, bro. And as you get older and it starts smacking you and exactly. you're used to that comfortable stuff, you're not going to know how to function. And that's the thing. Like, I realized, bro, like, life's hard. It is. Life ain't fair, though. No. It ain't no fairness in this. In this. At it all. ain't fair. At all. You can deserve the golden treatment. Oh, man. It, I promise you, don't mean you're going to get it. No. <laughs> don't mean you're going to get no. it, bro. Not at all. And that that bothers, bro. That works my mental so much. Right. How unfair all of this is. Right. It's like, wow. You know some golden people in your life that's the went through crazy times and maybe still going through them, can't get out the gutter. And you're like, damn. But you might know somebody that's just, you know, very arrogant and they don't really care about nothing, but they was born with a rich pops, rich moms, and they got it made in the shade. Just like, life ain't fair, yeah, bro. Yeah. What? Not at all. It's not. Not at all. But my thing on the, like, you might not get it all. My thing is, I it's like, but you know for fact you're not going to get it if you don't put the work yeah, in. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? You can, yeah. Like, that's a that's fact. That's true. If you don't put the work in to get it, you've you're eliminated not, all chances. You, all chances. That's facts. You're, you're right. All chances. You know what I'm saying? You are right. So, regardless, to me, it's just like, bro, why not just, just work? Just work. Just work, work bro. If, it, if you don't get it, like, cool, you're going to end up somewhere still up there. You exactly. know what I'm saying? You're still going to be further along as if you didn't. As work. if you didn't. And that's yeah. true. And that's the other thing. You know, in the society, the world we live in today, bro, nobody ever wants to stop and admire where they're at. Yeah. Or how far they've come. Yeah. Because you let social media consume mm -hmm. you and you see what bro over here got going you see what shorty over here got going you're like damn I ain't there I gotta get this boom 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 but it's like chill yeah. stop for a minute mm. look at where you're at yeah. compared to where you was at a little while ago just you stop worrying about everybody else put the blinders on you and a lot of people would realize they could find more solace and comfort in their own journey yeah. if they focused on just mm -hmm. their journey Sure. You feel me? For sure. It's facts, bro. Yeah. Because hard work does go a long way. Yeah. And I think sometimes people discredit their own selves. They yeah. undermine their own selves, their own work, because they're so worried about what such and such got going on here in the peripheries. Yeah. It's crazy. For sure. It's crazy, yeah, bro. That's real. You got to yeah, focus real. on you. Yeah, that's real. Like me, like my closest folks, they know, like, man, like social media really be warping my mind sometimes. Yeah. I've really gotten so much better at it in the past year, year and a half. But bro, social media used to tear me up. Cause I used to be like, man, I'm out here living in rural Kentucky. Yeah. I'm a teacher. Yeah. I'm living in this trailer. But my man's he out here in a room but kicking it. Yeah. Oh man, this shorty right here, she got a new Lexus. Man, oh man, I ain't doing enough. I'm terrible. Yada. And it's just like, dude, look at your life. Yeah. Look at your life and focus on your grind. You got a plug from that junk sometimes, bro. Because it's like, it's always going to be on time for you. Yeah. Everybody's journey different. Yeah. It's going to be on time for you. You know what I mean? For sure. I might not be in Aruba, yeah. but I enjoy my job every single day. Yeah. Every single day. You know what I mean? For sure. Such and such might be in Aruba kicking it, but when they catch that flight back to the States, yeah. miserable. Yeah. For sure. Maybe. Not everybody. Not Some really got it made, and that's great. Yeah. But. There's a lot of people yeah. where they do the luxurious things yeah. to really release and get away when they come back to like, dang. Where I'm like, bro, 
every day I wake up, I'm like, man, I go to school, man, what that? Like, yeah. yeah. For sure. You feel what I'm saying, no, bro? No, definitely. And mind you, I've been able now that I'm getting older, progressing. I've done some great things, bro. I was just in France yeah, a couple that. months ago. I saw that. That's fire. How you know that? what I mean? Oh, that's crazy. Hey, Europe different, bro. Oh, yeah. Europe's yeah. different. Yeah. And in some crazy ways, it's yeah. different. You know. Sure. But like four years ago, if somebody would have been like, man, you're you going to go to France in a couple years. I'd be like, ha <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> This guy's a clown. I'd have been like, no way. But yeah. Cause it's gonna be on time for you. Right. It's on time for you. So you know, trying to focus on me, bro. And I feel like that's so cliche to say, but no, I really good. mean that shit. Yeah, like I really good. focus on me, Jeffrey Jones. Focus on you yeah. and do you. Everybody around you that's doing great things, I clap it up. I cheer for them. It ain't yeah. no hating or nothing like that. Yeah. It's not that I don't care about what you got going on. That's dope. But I'm not gonna let that warp my mind yeah. and think that. I'm coming in last place. Yep. Nah, it's no, it's no competition out here to right. me. I'm with you. Yeah, for sure. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, with I'm you not competing sure. with Jacob Wildy. Yeah, I'm not competing with Barlow. Yeah, I love Barlow's journey. I love Wildy's journey. I love my journey. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, that's just how I look at it. Yeah, that's just me. Oh, yeah. Know what I mean? That's, that's just me, bro. That's just how I rock, yo. Yeah, that's just how I rock. Which is why I do show love to so many people. Cause I'm not, I'm not hating on you. I ain't got no vendettas, nothing. That's amazing. Yeah. What you doing is great. What you doing is great. What I'm doing is great. Whether y'all think it or not, I think it's great. Right. Cool. See what I'm saying? For sure. It's that's just how I rock, bro. That's just my inner workings for real. For sure. Real shit. No, that's fine. You know. For sure. So let's get into this football. We kind of started talking about that a little bit earlier. Uh, so my question to you, what kind of made you, like, obviously teaching probably, what kind of made you want to get into coaching? Like, what really? So, so I got, so I'm done in Moorhead. Mm -hmm. My last season is fall 2017. I graduate spring 18. Mm -hmm. I'm burnt out on football. Yeah. Done with it, bro. Done. Just put in, again, 19 years in the trenches, Body hurt, sore, you know, just done with it. Yeah. My pops gone. That's the one that put the ball in my hand. In the first place. Yeah. Done. New chapter. Yeah. So they hired me, and that's the first thing they asked me after they hired me. Yeah. You want to coach football for the middle school? I'm like, nah, nah. Because yeah. a, I'm burnt out, and b, there's no way I'm about to take all this yeah. knowledge that I have. From college, Division One university, and be able to water it down to twelve and thirteen year olds. Yeah. No way, I'm gonna go nuts. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not even about to do that. So I'm like, no. They asked me my second year teaching. No. Mm -hmm. They asked me my third year. I'm like, the head coach of the high school team. Yeah. It's like, look, man, our line coach just had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Unexpectedly. He gone for a little while. We really need help. He's like, I'm on my last leg. Please, can you come help us? Me being me. Yeah. I feel like I can't say no to that. Yeah. I would look like a complete, yeah. just terrible dude. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, sure, coach, I got you. He's like, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. And it was like a sitcom. As soon as he walked away, I'm like, God, <laughs> damn. <laughs> like, man, I ain't trying to be up there. Yeah. But I'm like, all right. 
I go out there that first day, and it was exactly what I, not even that, no. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. The first day, it was everything I thought it was going to be. Just, man, y'all are whack. I'm like, this is terrible. I'm like, this is just terrible. All these little things I'm seeing, you know, our mind is just computing so much. Like, you false step. You didn't shoot your hands. You're not punching the right way. I'm just like, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went home, and I'm like, calm down, bro. Yeah. Go out here and enjoy it. These are kids that I've taught before, etc. Mm-hmm. So I came out there that second day. And then it hit me that fast, like, damn, I missed this game. Wow. I missed football. Yeah. I really did. Like, I unplugged completely, bro. I didn't go to no games, nothing. So to go back out there and really feel it, hear the pass pop and the communication, I'm like, oh, man, this is a beautiful game. And now you can ask B. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm invested. And, you know, I give it to them in spurts. Now, like, if I'm going to be out here, you, you're going to get some of the advanced yeah, sure. knowledge that I have. That. I'm not going to give it all to you because yeah. you're not going to be able to handle it at 16, 17, 18. But you're going to get some of it, though. You know what I mean? You're going to get some of it. For sure. And I just love it, bro. I just love it because you see them playing the game that you love, that you used to, that you used to play. And it's their turn. Yeah. It's their turn now. Yeah. And it's one of the things where it's like, if I can be a tool, I can be a vessel to help you sharpen and be better at something that you love to do, man, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, you know what I mean? So at first I hated it, bro. I did, I hated it at first, but like, I mean, I love it now. I'm all into it now. Okay. All in, Yeah. you know, it's a beautiful game, bro. How's it dealing with this new generation of kids, though? These new kids are, yeah. That's that's the tough part. Yeah. That's the tough part. That's why I had issues. Because everybody thinks they a little they know a little more than what they do. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks they're a little better like already than yeah. what they are. really are. Yep. You know what I mean? And then it's just you got the social media. So then some kids, they just come out. They just care about coming out there and looking, got the field swag. Uh, yeah. This is, yeah. And it's just like, you know, some of y'all, y'all watering the game down. Yeah. Y'all watering the game down. Which really sounds old as hell of me to say. That sounds like an old man <laughs> in the barbershop. Sure. But it's like, y'all watering the game down. Yeah. Come out here, work hard, make plays. Yeah. Win games. That's it. That's important. Yeah. Do your job, your job. Over and over and over again. Sometimes you're gonna get your name called on the intercom. Most times you're not. But if we get the dub at the end of the day, it's all gonna come your way anyway. Yeah. For sure. Anyway. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. You, I mean, right. College coaches love winning programs. Yeah. They love winning programs. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. We had teammates. Yeah. That maybe weren't the coldest at football. But you ask them where they went to high school, and you're like, mm, nah. I get it now, yeah. Damn, bro, y'all won two state championships when you was there? Yeah, bro, yeah. And you're thinking like, ah, okay. I get it, yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Come from winning program. You got a little more, you know, a little more spotlight than bro over here who yeah. had to get it out the mud. Out the mud, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just to get the look, yeah. Now, it's, it's just all for the, you know, these kids now, most of them, it's just all for the socials. Yeah. It's all for the look of it. It's hard to break that. 
For sure. It's hard to break that. Mm-hmm. Out here in Eastern Kentucky, we got it a tad bit easier yeah. than being in the city. For sure. A tad bit easier. But, like easier, but. Like easier how? Like we, so. So. Is it? Kids in a rural community yeah. aren't as materialistic okay, yeah. as kids in the city are. For sure. Even your more materialistic kids in the rural community still ain't going to top your materialistic kid in the city. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. They're not going to be all on the socials. They're going to be trying to pop in this, that, and the third. So we kind of got it light. Yeah. We got a little more light. Um, and, you know, colleges aren't banging down our doors out here. Yeah, for sure. So they kind of know that they got to grind. Yeah. Because if you try to make it out, you're going to have to catch some attention. You're not just gonna, they're not just showing up at Ron County High School. Right. Versus, you know, they showing up to, you know, Bowling Green. They right. showing up in Columbus. They're like, oh, this is the big game tonight, man. Colleges is pulling up. O State there, Purdue's there, Illinois is there. I got you, yeah. Yeah. Out here, it's like, eh. yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. You know, primetime game on a ticket. You might get Kentucky Christian out there, Kentucky Western. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? For Which sure. that's dope, but. For sure. Different scale. Yeah. It's a different scale. You know what I mean? So we got it a little easier on that point. Yeah. Um, here's the negative side, and Barlow can tell you this. Out here though, you got kids that really think they're okay. super raw. Yeah. They don't know any better. Yeah. They don't know any better. Okay. And if you yeah. know, and it's it's weird as a coach because you don't want you can't just come out and say that because yeah. hey, you're not trying to break a kid confidence yeah everything. not trying to tear your confidence up not trying to seem like you're the old head that's hating yeah but you want to say to yourself like I promise you if we put you in Lexington Louisville Bowling Green Columbus Cincinnati I guarantee you would start looking at this way different way different because you might not touch the field except for special teams yeah. Sure. But you can't blame them though. They don't know. Right. They don't know. They grew up around the same. They don't know that. Yeah. Years. They don't know that. They play for you know their community rec league, and then they're playing for their county high school where everybody is together the entire time. Yeah. Versus in the city, you got bro from the east side coming over here, from the north side, from the south side. Now y'all in high school together, and it's like, what's yeah. up, partner? Yeah. <laughs> Different. Either you gonna get it or me. It's gonna be one of us. Yeah. So the competition lacks. So if you win your competition out here, you're going to be like, man, I'm like that. Yeah. <sighs> I'm with you, yeah. It's relative to location. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. It's relative to location. So, but we can't combat that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not getting no Lexington schools coming out here to scrimmage us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't no Louisville schools going to ask us to come out there and scrimmage them. No. So, that's a battle we got to endure. Sure. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Just trying different ways around. Trying different ways to keep it real right. without breaking, breaking them. Yeah. Because it ain't, it ain't, you, not about to lie to you. Not about to lie to you. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm not going to break your heart out here. Yeah. You sure. know, but you got to keep it real at the same time. Most definitely. So it's different. The game's different. Most definitely. Everybody wants to be a skill. I'm a lineman coach. We got linemen that, you know, just, just, man, you think I can play fullback? You think I'll be tight in this night? They don't want to be in the trenches no more. I'm already knowing that. Yeah, I'm already knowing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't really, the trench life ain't really it yeah. no more. Yeah. Seven on sevens glorified. Not trying to bother you, yeah. DB, <laughs> receiver. 
It's just seven on seven this, seven on seven that. You know, one-on-one -on -one pass rush at all the camps, which I get because you can't wear pads. But I'm like, folks still run the football too. Yeah. Like, you better know how to split a double team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's kind of funny because Brandon and I were just talking earlier, and I was telling him about the feminization of men in our country. Oh, yeah. And kind of shows in football. Yeah. Kind of shows in football. It's softened it up. Yeah, kind of shows. It shows. People want to see points. Yeah. They want to see points. So they're going to protect the quarterback. They're going to let the offense do almost whatever they want. Defensively, they're taking away the edge from defense. You, you can't have that grit no more. Because you're going to get a targeting. You're going to get a rough in the passer. You're going to get a, you know, unnecessary roughness. So then as a football player... You got to adjust. Yeah. You got to adapt. I have to adapt. You can't be like, man, I'm about to crash the quarterback on this play. Because as soon as he lets it go, you immediately got to be like, oh, nope, don't get a flag. So I'm going to pull up, not going to hit him. Now he's not worried about me anymore. Yeah. So it's like, these quarterbacks, now they get to the fourth quarter and they fresh. Because you getting no taps on him. It's got to be all out clean. Or it's a flag. Yeah. The game is changing, bro. Sure. It's changing in a crazy way. It's changing in a crazy way because just because they want to score points and sell tickets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's what gets me, though, is who's the offenses that they idolize doing this? The Chiefs. These are NFL guys. Yeah. That's the best of the best. Patty Mahomes, one of the coldest we've ever seen so far. He could yeah. stop now. You'd be like, he's cold-blooded all time. Yeah. So it's like. Not everybody can do that. Yeah. Just like look at hoops. Everybody, you know, immoralizes Steph, the Warriors. Not everybody can do that. Yes. Okay, yeah. Most definitely, yeah. I'm but that's all these kids see yeah. because they're on social media all day and you see Steph, mm -hmm. Pat Mahomes, Steph, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Donald. Oh, he wins with this move, Coach Juice. Well, you're not, not him. him. Yeah. Not everybody can do that. <laughs> Not everybody can be Aaron yeah. Donald. Not everybody's going to be Patty Mahomes, no-look pass on a dime. Yes. You got kids trying this now. They throwing picks. They throwing it out of bounds. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And but, even into that, you don't. it doesn't show. For me, you don't read. You don't really see the articles of Steph. For me, you don't know that going, in, going into yeah. the offseason, him and his trainer, if the ball didn't swish, it didn't count. Even exactly. if it went in. It could have been a three and it went in and it didn't swish, it didn't count. <laughs> So you confused on why he's doing, you know what I'm saying? But you exactly. don't really see that. You don't see it. Yeah. Then you, you think don't they just come up and be stuck. Yeah. You know, the 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 end result is glorified more than ever now. Ever. And the process is put to the shadows. Yeah. More than ever though. Yeah. More than ever. You know what I mean? The process is not talked about anymore. It's all about that end result. For sure. And that's got this younger generation, it's got them messed up, bro. It's kind of messed up because they think they forget about that work piece. Yeah. They forget about that work piece. You're one of the most important pieces. That is the, that is it. Yeah. The work is it. Yeah. That's what I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, you got to trust in the work. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're going to have to lean on. And if you put in a ton of work, when you're leaning on it, it's going to hold you up. And if you haven't, you're going to lean and Yeah. Not my problem. Yeah. You, it, the work's on you. You know what I mean? It works on you. So you got to put it in. So that's the, that's where this is changing. It's the work ethic piece. 
They want that. They want the results. They don't want the work, right. though. For sure. But then they'll get upset when they don't get the results. Yeah. Then it's on you. Yeah. Then mom and dad call it you. Mm-hmm. Why isn't my son doing that? Yeah. Well, do you really want to know? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Or should I pacify you? That's another reason why I didn't want to do high school ball. I'm not doing the parents. Parents. I'm not doing the parents. It's wicked. I'm not doing the parents. It's wicked. When you come to me and you're, why is my son not playing? You better ask Johnny why he's not playing. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah. And again, I'm not a parent yet. Yeah. Maybe you can allude to this. Even though yours are young, you're going to get here soon. Yeah. I'm not a parent yet. But I like to think that I'll be realistic if and when my kid plays sports. Oh, tenfold. I'll be realistic. If my kid's not raw, yeah. then I promise you I'm not going to be pressing their coach no. about why they're not on the field. Yeah. Just be like, you're not there yet, son. Yeah. Or you're not there yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We'll get there. Tenfold. We'll get there. Tenfold. Parents aren't realistic anymore. No. They don't see that they don't take their kids home <laughs> after this and do extra work with them. Exactly. They don't see they didn't install this work ethic in their kid. Yeah, no. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like everything, like parents now, they blame the the person in position of power. Yeah. It's never on their kid anymore. Yeah. Even on the teaching piece, yeah. which we've already, you know, I'm going to just dive into that quick. Even the teaching piece, it's never the kid's fault now. Yeah. It's the teacher. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do to help my kid get their grade up? Nah, your kid hasn't done nothing. Yeah. What's your kid going to do? Yeah. Why is it on me? For sure. You know what I mean? Not saying I'm not willing to help a kid, but if I'm giving you the work I'm teaching, you're not listening to me. I've done what I can do. I've done my job. If I got 29 kids in the class and 28 got it and one didn't because they're not doing what they need to do, that parent will get the email and you quit. What are you going to do to help? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So me, I'm going to come back like, no, what are you going to do? But I can't do that. I got to keep it professional. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm like, well, we can do this, that, and the third. And hold on, I'm thinking to myself, like, ain't this a mother? Yeah. Like, man. Yeah. Parents just eliminate their child out of the equation. So that kind of, I'm kind of, my question, um, because I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how more parents need to get involved in like how uh, nowadays, like in the classroom in general, uh, it's literally the teacher student, and if the student fails, it's on the teacher. And like, so I'm like, I'm just kind of curious. I haven't asked a teacher this yet, so I'm curious to hear from a teacher's standpoint, like how real this is. It's real. It is so real. And it was exposed when we did virtual learning for COVID. Mm. Okay. Because now, your kid's at home Mm -hmm. and they're leaning on their parents more than ever to help them with academics. Yeah. And a lot of parents were just in a shell shock and were just like, I don't know how to, you know, you may not know how to do the problems. That's cool. But you don't even know how to interact to help your kid in any kind of sense because you've been so unplugged from their academic journey, their academic career. That's, that's, yeah, that's. I'm telling you. That's crazy. Parent-teacher conferences, those still exist, believe it or not. But no, yeah, I, I would love. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. Because nobody talks about it anymore. Y'all should see our parking lot on parent teacher conference night. Empty. Teacher cars only. That's crazy. Teacher cars only. That's crazy. And the couple of parents that show up, their kids are doing great. Yeah. 
Of course. There's the correlation. Yeah. The parents that come, Johnny's doing amazing. Right. Oh, Eliza's doing amazing. She's such a great kid. Thanks for showing up, though. Yeah. That's a five-minute meeting. Yeah. Because I don't really have much to say to you. So glad you're here. Your kid's great because of this. Yeah. But you got Bob up the street who does nothing. Terrible disrespects. Teachers does no work. You got to call dad five times. Sending you the voicemail. Every time. Never pulls up. It got so bad. Parent-teacher conferences the past two years at the middle school... We haven't even done open door policy anymore. We scheduled appointments with parents that we wanted to see. Wow. They still didn't show up, though. Wow. They're, that's that crazy part. Wow. We done called and talked to you on the phone. We want to meet with you about Jeff. He's been, you know, we got a lot of things to discuss. Okay, cool. Put me down. 5 o'clock p.m. on Wednesday. I'll see you. Click. 5 o'clock Wednesday. Nothing. Oh, 5.30 on Wednesday. Jeff's dad's not here. Jeff's mom's not here. Okay. That's but they'll be at school the next morning doing the same stuff. Unplugged. Unplugged. Teachers are now glorified babysitters. And it tears me up on the inside because that's not what I signed up to do. Yes. That's not what I signed up to do. Mm -hmm. That's not what I signed up to do. That's what it's turning into, bro. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Glorified babysitters. These parents don't care. They look at it like, y'all's problem. I'll drop them off at 755. I'll catch you at 330. This is where we're at. Yeah, that's, that makes me sick. It's sickening. Yeah, that makes me sick. It's that's sickening. Crazy. And it starts at a young age. Yeah. But let them play sports. They at every game. Yeah. Hooting and hollering, yelling at the ref. You know what I mean? Taking the pictures. Holding the trophy, but we call you about something academic, and you ghost. Yeah, you're ghost. But look at the example that says for the kid though. Dad cares about basketball. He don't care about school, so I'm good over here. I can pop my and do whatever I want. Yeah. You we set that standard. Parents set that standard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Only time you hear from a parent that cares about academics, man. Just got the grade reports. They said my son might not play tonight. What can we do to get his? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Move dad, around with that, homie. My dad was the opposite. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. If I didn't get good grades, my dad wouldn't come to my games. Yeah. He was the opposite. He was the opposite. And that hurts you. Oh, it tears you up. Because you, you want him to be there because you know you're about to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not coming because what you didn't do off the field, oh, they eat you up. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're at, bro. That's crazy. That's where we're at. And I promise you. That's crazy. Seventh grade is not that hard. No. Academically. No. Mm -hmm. It's about effort. It's about effort. Yeah. It's about effort. So, you know, to come in here and do nothing and you get no punishment. Yeah. Now, there's something to do. Don't get me wrong. But I'm speaking. We're speaking in a general sense on here. Of course. Yeah. We're speaking about the majority. Yeah. Really? The majority And that's been our problem as teachers. We got to deal with that every day. Kid doesn't do nothing Monday through Friday. You just got to keep dealing with it because mom and dad ain't doing nothing. What is going on, man? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. But yeah, the parents are unplugged. Parents are unplugged from their kids' academic journey. 
that's not unacceptable. Completely plugged into their athletic journey. Yeah. Completely plugged into their musical journey, their ballet journey, their extracurricular journey, academic journey. Mm. Whatever. So how do you? Because this leads to my next question: uh, No kid left behind. So I, when I was in Georgia and I was working, we would talk about how they they allow their kids if they fail the test, you, we take it till you get a B on it. You you from me? You don't get. You're not allowed to hand out zeros anymore. You're not allowed to. You give them as much time on an assignment. You give them a date, but the dates are more suggestions. You guys, that's what it be happening. You be having it. You be having that. I'll dive into this a tad. Yeah. Because no. I don't know who may watch this. Yeah. No. So I got to keep it solid. For sure. But I'll just give you the facts. Yeah. Round County School District. Yeah. Has a policy where zeros no longer exist. Oh my gosh. You get, look, you get, you get a 50. Oh no. Oh no. So you can do nothing and you get a 50. Oh. And then you got a retake policy. Oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and all you gotta do is just a tad, and you get to that sixty, and all you need is a sixty to pass. Technically, that's our policy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> but, no, but no child left behind, though. Yeah. No child's left behind, though. That's yeah. that's and that's yeah. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. That's where we're at. That is where we are at currently. We're handing out 60s. Who do you think that's for? Because it's not helping the kids. But So, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, if you want my answer, I'll get into this. And you know me. I'll From when we start getting into this stuff, we still don't have to cut it for me. But you know me. I'll get real. I can tell you where I think all this stuff comes from. Because I've sat here and I'll... And you from me, you know me, I don't just say things like I'll give you facts on where I know this stuff comes from. Mm -hmm. For me, because it's funny to me that everything that comes from our government at a certain point in time really starts messing with the people. It comes and it sounds good on paper and it looks good, the title of it, no kid left behind. Seems like every kid's getting stupid. We cut out PE. Seems like a lot of kids are getting fatter. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I don't, you feel me? So it's yes. kind of like, what are we, you feel the, me? The like, accountability. Yeah. It's being taken away. Yeah, that's what it is. And that's what it is. It's a dumbing down of America. You don't have to worry, for me, this is me being real radical. It's easier to control people when they're not smart. Yes. If you're hooked on social media and you're not that intelligent, I don't have to do a lot to control you, baby. Yes. I don't have to do a lot. Yes. It's very simple. And, it's, and that's what it, and that's really what it is. Yes. It, that's really what it is. So like, yeah, no kid left behind. But you're not gonna be left behind, but you're gonna be stupid. So congrats. You graduated high school barely. You feel me? No kid left behind. Yeah. No. And that's the thing. I'll dive into this. I'll dive into that part. That's the, that's the scary part. Is they'll graduate be in the workforce and they've never been held accountable you can be held accountable in the workforce no question oh it shows and it shows no question it, it, does. Can, it shows it does. oh it shows it does 
It shows. You'll be held accountable in the workforce. It shows. You know accountability. We play ball. You know accountability. You better be in the meeting room 10 minutes early or you're late. Nine minutes early, you late. Late. Accountability. You didn't do your job on this play. Look, you done gave up a first down. We needed a crucial stop. Accountability. Everybody knows it. They knows put the laser pointer on you in the meeting room. In front of the whole team. In front of the whole team. Everyone saw it. It's accountability. Yeah. Oh, you're not, you, you know what I mean? You quitting on your sets early. You're not putting the right, I'm looking at the percentages. You're supposed to be doing 295. You over here doing 260. Accountability. Embarrassing you. Sometimes you got to be embarrassed. Sometimes you got to be embarrassed. You know, sure. just like right now, I'm teaching summer school. Just the facts. This is just the facts. Our summer school program is four hours a day, eight to 12, mm -hmm. two weeks long. Mm -hmm. So you've done minimal work mm -hmm. all school year. Yeah. You show up two weeks yeah. for four hours a day. Yeah. Five. See? Next one. Wow. Versus you might have busted your tail. Yeah. Busted your tail. Who knows what you're dealing with at home? You busted your butt to get them C's. Teachers are proud of you, hugging you at the end of the year. Man, I really did it. I really grinded for this. But I done kicked it clowned all day. Mom and dad let me stay home. I was truant. Had to go to court. They made me come to summer school two days. And now I'm sitting right next to you in class the next year. And I even did a fraction of what you did. Yeah. Crazy. And that's why we have kids or people growing adults. I need $30. And now I want to work at McDonald's. Do you? Like, what value are you bringing into this world that you think you need $30 an hour to flip burgers? Like, and there's no disrespect to you flipping burgers. Yeah, no, 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 for sure, for but, sure. But it's like, what are we really talking about? The, the skill of the type For of me, the value yes. that you're bringing into society is yes. not $30 worth an hour. Yes. Very simple. But yes. you think you're entitled to that because you think you've been handed everything. The trophies from when you're born, for me, everyone gets a participation trophy. Yes. Everyone thinks they're special now. And it's like, well, like, I got in, I got in big trouble about this because I went on a rant on this on Snapchat a few weeks ago. And I was just like, bro, like, people don't, like, you don't go to school, cool. You don't go to college. Yeah. You don't, you don't learn to trade. Yeah. You don't, you bull crap your way through school. You don't show up on time. When you do show up, you're in a bad mood. You don't give 110%. Where are you confused on making more than $15 an hour? Like, where are you confused? Like, I'm confused on where you think yeah. that you've done enough work to make more than $15 an hour. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. Like, I completely agree. If someone was to hand me $15 after an hour of work, I'd be pissed. But I also know that in that hour of work, I know I'm putting a lot more than $15 worth, no matter what it is. Even if it's flipping burgers, I promise you I put more than $15 worth in the burgers, bro. I did a lot more than that. You feel me? So it's just one of them things, like, bro, like, I'm, like, I see it. And hearing you say, you know what I'm saying, the things you're dealing with, like, it's transitioning to 23-year-olds, 24-year-olds. And it's really a problem. It is. And, you know, my thing, my stance on the wages piece is if you working fast food want your wages to be higher because you feel like you can't live off of your current wages, I'm going to say, okay, 
But this is my stipulation that every motherfucker better get a raise then. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It shouldn't just be yeah. you come up. Yeah. It should be you and then my bankers and then my educators and then my, you know, crypto investors. Whatever. Yeah, everyone should. Wages then for everybody yeah. should go up. That's just what I think. I agree. That's just what I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because here's my thing, bro. Again, everybody knows now. I'm a teacher, obviously. I'm not breaking the bank when I come home. But I'm also like I don't I don't hop on, which is kind of tough. I know some teachers probably disagree with me here. Whatever. I don't hop on the train all the time of letting people know you know how underpaid I am, etc. Yeah. Do I think I'm underpaid? Yes. But I think there's so many professions that are underpaid yeah. too, though. Yeah. Really, damn near everybody is underpaid if you think about it. Yeah. Really. Really? I'm not trying to undermine my profession yeah. at all. Yeah. I promise y'all I'm not. Yeah. I think teachers are underpaid. I think a lot of people would agree with that. But I, agree with that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, we could say that for a lot of professions. For sure. You know what I mean? So I would never come out here and advocate like, man, teachers need to make more. You know, bump them over there. Yeah. They making what they making. I need to make more. No. I'm just like, shit. Bump it up for everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bump it up for everybody, because I promise you, you bump me up to making, we'll just throw a number out there. You bump me up to making 65, 70K, I'm going to be cool. Me. They bump you up to 210K, I'm not tripping. Congrats, brother. They bump you up to 115, cool. Great. For sure. I got my bump. I'm straight. Yeah. I'm straight. That's how I look at it. But you're still not on that competition piece that we covered earlier. Facts. You're still not on that. And that, you're right. You I look at it a little different. You yeah. feel me? So, like, somebody working at Burger King is like, man, I want 30 an hour. Okay, bro. Cool. Hey, y'all better bump me up there in the <laughs> Y'all better bump me up. For sure. I've been saying teachers need to get paid more. Yeah, man. We do a lot, bro. You hold the future of the country. The future of the country For is in sure. your hands every day. Five days, five days a week. For sure. For eight, seven, eight hours. Future of the country in your hands. Yeah. And we're, you feel me? Why would we not pay teachers more? And I, I just don't understand that. I think, but I also think a lot of our education system is hacked. System's and, broken. And like, and you know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of things has got to change on that. System's broken. But yeah, that's. Because you know, which this going to be something totally different. We ain't got to dive into this. But you know, I'm going to say here's my piece. You know, people whine and moan about, you know, you know, because there are people that are opposed to teachers getting more pay. Yeah. You know, the first thing they jump on, they're like, why are we going to pay y'all? Y'all work, you know, eight to nine months out of the year. You get your summers off, X, Y, Z. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of educators where they really busting their butt doing professional developments and getting themselves right for the next year in that summertime. Yeah. Not, there's not, there are some that kick back and cool it. I'm not going to like this, not. But there are a lot of teachers they really be busting their tail in the summer. Yeah, go you know what I mean. They the really summer. go back investing in themselves. They yeah. trying to get better for these kids coming up the pipe. Whatever. That's that's beside the point. What I'm getting at is, so y'all people out here have an issue with teachers wanting to get paid more, but y'all want to put firearms in our hands though. Yeah. Okay. But you want to put firearms in teachers' hands when a school shooter comes? Yeah. Okay. Y'all want us to kill an active shooter? Yeah. But y'all pissed when teachers act for. 20, 25K more a year. Y'all mad as hell. Why would we do that? Eight months out of the year. Them some be the same folks. Yeah. That junk happened in Texas and they're like, man, if they just arm the teachers, we might have a chance. 
Yeah, all right. Okay. 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 I get mad when that happens and the first thing we go to is arm the teachers or take away guns. It's like, well, can we can we start trying to figure out what is causing these kids to go in there with these guns and do this in the first place? Bro, telling you. It, we want to jump, uh, not we, yeah. our government yeah. wants to jump around yeah. reforming yeah. so much. Yeah. They're willing to do whatever. They will put a strap in a teacher's hand and say, you better use this if something pops off yeah. before reforming the, the, the process of obtaining a firearm. Yeah. What? What? So let's say you did arm them teachers. Elementary school teachers? Yeah. Middle-aged women? Yeah, I know so. You just want them to have a strap on their hip, ready to let it fire when somebody walks in there? What? What? Yeah. Can you can you imagine that? And think about this. You gotta think, Ohio just passed a bill last week. Mm -hmm. They really signed the bill to do it. Teachers can choose and they got the option to have a firearm. You know how much could go wrong with that? Mm -hmm. Teachers yeah. are humans too. Yeah. They might have a day where, where they they're having a terrible day yeah. and a kid keep getting on their nerves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snatch. What you? Yeah. It could literally happen. It, it could literally happen. Yeah. It could literally happen. Yeah. You got a kid that's, you know, having a bad day, charged up, just feeling real empty. You know, just watch for the teacher to walk by their desk. They all in their waistband grabbing it. They might up it on them. You don't know. For sure. But we okay taking that risk? Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? That's crazy, bro. For sure. That's crazy. For that sure. might be a reality for me, for real. Yeah. That's what's wild. Because mm -hmm. you literally don't know. You don't know. You don't know. And you know, I really would love to see studies. I'm not going to act like I've looked at it. But I really would love to dive into studies to see like, like the locations of these shootings and the demographic of like the student body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got schools that are really in the trenches, bro. All black schools, hood kids that really be strapped up every day when they except eat. for when they're at school. Yeah. What? Yeah. Except for when they're at school. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. To no, me. No, for sure. It's the same thing when you have a kid go into school with six bullets, shoots five kids, shoots himself, and then everyone's looking at like, well, I think he had mental health issues. Or I think he was getting bullied by those five kids and he dealt with them accordingly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do we, you feel me? And that's, and that's the, bro, that's the thing. <laughs> It's, there's been a shift somewhere. Yeah. Bullying has always existed. We're not about to act like it hasn't. Yeah. We're not going to act that way. But there's been a shift in just the response. It used to be from, you know, dang, they're bullying me. It sucks. To, hey, you bullying me, we going to shoot these ones too. Oh, you was bullying me. I got this strap for you now. Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. But the, I'm the, telling the you, progression of it, the progression's been crazy. I'm telling you, but it's a feminization of men in our country. It's, yeah, because folks don't fight no more. No, don't want to fight. It's the same. You feel me? When I was dealing with the um um 
sexual assaults and all that stuff. I was dealing with dudes who would beat their girls, but be like, well, pull up, I'll shoot you. You gonna shoot me, but you gonna smack your girl? Okay, okay. Like, I, this showed me everything I need to know about you. This world different, bro. Yeah. It's different. And you know, the bullying now is so extreme. It has always existed. I'm not, I'm not going back on that statement. But it is a little more extreme because of the technology. Yeah. Folks will really talk crazy through that screen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, say some malicious stuff. Kids are vicious, bro. Yeah. Kids are vicious, yeah. bro. Ferocious. I mean, I see it. You deal with it sometimes at school. You see some of the stuff they say on these apps, and it's just like, what in the world? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where'd you come up? Where did you come up with at that, that age? Yeah. And who knows? And you would never say that in person. Exactly. Like, it'd be a kid that you know would never even go out of their way to say that. You know what but I mean? As soon as they get behind the username. And that just ties into so much. Ah, I'm not trying to get too deep or reach. But then you think about concepts of like that. Like, you're a bully. You talk all this and that behind the screen. But in real life, you're different. Mm -hmm. Now, we're, we're moving into a metaverse where you can live in virtual reality. Mm -hmm. And I can buy property. And I can be this and be that. And then you take your headset off. And you are just goofball McGee from up the street. Mm -hmm. But that's how, trick, that's how they're tricking people. That's how they're tricking you. Because you see the... You, you can, you see, have you seen the commercials for the metaverse? Have you seen the commercials for the metaverse? I peeped it from the first one. That is how the look. I hope that look. Don't cut this because I'm happy we could. I hope this comes out, and I hope you guys heard what my man's just said because that is that is how they're tricking you guys into getting into the metaverse. They had a woman on there, no disrespect, had no legs, and then they had her in the metaverse doing backflips, ninja jumps, and it made it seem like her whole life changed. Boy, when she takes some glasses off, she's yes. You're you're now immobile again. Come on, bud. It's how they're tricking you. You see it in the commercials, bro. Come on, man. It's he's not even he's not even crazy like me, and he just walked into that one. So you feel me? I feel like I know what I'm talking about. It is unbelievable. I mean, I read an article. They got a young man. He's like 19 years old. He lives in Cali. I promise y'all, I'm not making this up. This is real. He is a Property manager Stop. and real estate Stop. agent for properties in the metaverse. Stop. And he is worth like 300K. Stop. A year. Stop. Selling properties in the metaverse. Stop. Yes. Oh my God. They put on a VR set, you sit at the table like we're doing right now, and it's just like, all right, right now we're going to walk upstairs. Here's no. your hall, here's your balcony view, etc. Metaverse properties. No. And they're like, yeah, let me buy that Bitcoin. How much? Yep. It's where we at. It's coming. Mm -hmm. It's coming. It's coming, bro. I literally visualize it, and I could be so off base on this. I visualize somebody that's like put all their money into like cryptocurrency, and they all into the metaverse, and they just sitting in like a little one-bedroom apartment, no furniture, no nothing, and they just got the VR on just all day. But All day! Brandon, have I not said that's the plan? Mm -hmm. He's not crazy like me. He's like all day. He's not crazy like me. He's literally coming. You feel me saying the same thing that I've told people have been the plan for the last four years. I've said this for the last four. Like this is it's real. It's that real, is bro. the plan. It is scary. That is literally the plan for them to do. It's scary. It's to do that. 
we were we did a podcast, one of the first ones we did, and we had a guy in there, and he told me that someone bought $4 million worth to live next to Snoop Dogg. And I was like, there's no way that's real. And then we did the, re- it was real. In the metaverse. $4 million to live next to Snoop Dogg. I guess real. Yeah, come on, man. Oh, I live next to Snoop Dogg in the metaverse. Spent $4 million on it. It's really like The Sims. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's really? like The Sims. So don't get me started on that, because I'll, I'll sit and tell you guys, what if I told you 2K, Sims, all that was literally to test run us for the metaverse. The my player, all that. My player, all that. The test is for the metaverse. That's wild, actually. All of it. That's wild. Man. We've been groomed for it from the day we, from we got into this. All of it. That's wild. That's you actually think TV shows, stuff like that. With us growing up, that's all we seen. Put on the the visor, put on the you know what I'm saying, yeah. the thing, and go to a different world. That's true. A world where you could do whatever you want to do, be whoever you want to be. That's true. But Truly, you no know consequences. Saying? And people don't realize it's the taking them off and you the same guy in the same spot doing the same thing but now you've wasted real time real in a fake place that you can't get back that's the thing bro like I saw a post uh, Kaylani I love Kaylani mm-hmm. she made a post this some months ago on Instagram and it was just a picture of her like it you know took like a little selfie like swimming or something in her pool and she was like don't forget real life mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Facts. Mm. We could set up, you know, we got the coffee over here. We could set up the, the computers. We could take a picture and put it on our story and make it look like it's just live in here. Mm-hmm. You could put the location of wherever you want. Got people thinking you in Miami, Florida, if you want, and you sitting in damn Moorhead, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You can finesse it. Mm-hmm. It's all finesse now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The 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 you know the appeal of it, but like. <laughs> Really? Mm. Like reality, not reality, bro. Mm. It's just so, that's something I pride myself on. And you know, something I love about you and something I love about you. And I'm not just saying that for the podcast, I'm being real. Like, bro, like, I love being around authentic people. You start to see a lot of people now, they don't even act like themselves. Mm-hmm. They want somebody to record them so bad. So bad. Mm-hmm. Just like, what? You fake having fun. You're fake enjoying for social media, bro. Mm-hmm. You just so active, you know, making the video, then you cut it off and you just like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. That's wild, bro. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Content creators, <laughs> you fake waking up and brushing your teeth and making breakfast. You know, cuddled up with your boyfriend, you know, with the shades and the sunlight coming to the shade. Y'all, that's not real. Y'all not really. That's not how y'all moving every day. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. So what you do, look and look at the video and like, ah, cut it. We got to do it again. Let's get back in the bed and lay down, cover up. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Really? That's what we doing now. And that's, you know, I, I can say, I can dive on this when I went to France. No. They was not on their devices like that at all. Because mm-hmm. the phone service out there is terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Except for Paris. Paris, they plugged in. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, town, other towns on the outskirts, they service is terrible mm-hmm. out there. Because people not tripping about their devices all like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Facts. 
only a few select so like people had iPhones over there in Europe. Like everybody has Androids. People get clowned for having Androids over here in America. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what everybody has. Mm -hmm. Instagram, nothing. Not really. Just not that serious over there, bro. Yeah. I'm like, that's really here. Maybe not just here, but like to go over there and see that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, these folks out here living, man. They just living. Yeah. Folks at the coffee shops chopping it up. No phone in sight. No phone in sight, bro. You could tell who was tourist there or who wasn't. Yeah. Including myself. Yeah. Because you go in and you like, everybody else is walking by, you doing their own thing, talking, clowning, laughing. No phone in their hand, pocketbook bag, something. Like, damn. Mm -hmm. Wow, bro. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I had to check myself over there. I'm over there with my brother. He plays basketball over there. I told him, everything we did in, in Paris, I kid y'all not, no BS. We pretty much did it like twice. We would do a walkthrough, like a new town, something. I would take my pictures, my videos. Then I put my phone in my pocket. We retrace our steps, and we would do it again. And I'm just soaking it in me. Yeah, that's fine. Cause you gotta have both. Mm -hmm. You gotta have both. You can have the videos on your phone, cool. But like, <clears throat> it's not really gonna be the. You gotta have that. You know, have it stored in your mental as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, I had to work on that, bro, over there. I'm like, you gotta do some of this stuff. You just gotta enjoy it. Yeah. You just gotta enjoy it. You're not gonna always have the pictures. You ain't gonna always have the videos. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. You gotta soak up the moment sometimes. For sure. You know? And I mean, it's what is the priority? Is it the pictures or the enjoyment of it? Exactly. Are you here to enjoy it or are you here to take pictures and videos? To post for mm -hmm. other people. For other people to enjoy. That kind of don't really care yeah. anyway. 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 We don't care at all. Mm -hmm. Anyways. If we're really you know what I mean? Yeah. You done posted all these pictures on your story. And majority of people just ain't even looking. They're not even looking. Mm -hmm. So you're like, man, I got to get this angle. I got to put the right clip of the song. I got to get, let me get the chorus in there. Man, this story going to be crazy, kid. See? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasted 30 minutes of my life. Like, you done put all this effort trying to make it a Picasso IG story. And folks are just like, okay. <laughs> You'll be gone in 24 hours anyway. <laughs> exactly. 24 hours is gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, bro, like, I'm really trying to soak that up. I'm really trying to soak up the moments. Because, sure. folks, know I'm memory king. If I pulled out my Snapchat, boy, I got <laughs> memories galore. And I'm grateful for most of them. Yeah. But some of them, I'm like, damn, bro, like, should have put your phone up and just tapped in. Yeah. Just tap into it. Have you ever had a situation where you're going to a memory and you're like, dang, I don't even remember yes. this happening? Yes. And I think when that happens to you enough times, that starts to mess with you a little bit. Exactly. Because you're like, but I was you looking there. Yeah. I was on my phone so much that I don't even personally remember. Those are the ones that eat you. Me. Eats me. Eats bro. Will eat me for that days. Kills yeah, me for sure. Man. For sure. You know. That's like my grandpa, man. We go out there, we have family dinners. My grandfather, no phones. He don't play. Yeah. Put your phones up, man. Yeah. He 88 years old. He don't give a fuck about phones. He try to enjoy the family time and enjoy the grub. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Put your phone up, man. For sure. Because who knows? You know, he only got so much time left anyway. Anyway. So what, you going to sit here and just be doing all this and that? Like, nah, man. Enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy it, bro. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment, you know, yeah. enjoy the moment. Yeah. 
the real moments, not the metaverse moments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what we're gonna title this one. Not the metaverse moments. The real moments. Not the metaverse moments. The metaverse thing, crazy.